the home is wherever you are, you see? So if you're missing a someone, you may have that as an experience, but it's not going to be the pang that you used to have because you're not in that state of missing someone, yeah? It's the, the, it's, that is not a mental state. The state, the mental state is of missing someone. The inherent state, there's no missing there because it's never not been there. And there's no need, and obviously then all the moves that seem to have so much importance here, like going out and getting it, or doing it, and then maintaining it, and being vigilant over it, none of those apply to what you are, because you're not a commodity. You're not a thing. You're not a, a thing that can get amped up with bigger degrees, and it, or lessened to a lesser degree. It's just like a sun shining completely indiscriminately. Yeah? And in most cases, what happens here, we take ourselves to be only in this position, and we find ourselves, let's say, let's say we call it the sun of the spirit or the sunlight of the spirit, we find ourselves away from the sunlight of the spirit, trying to angle, trying to get to a place where we can get the most sun, let's say. Yeah? But the slightest little thing like a cloud can block us off from it. Or in our condition, it's mostly the mental clouds, yeah? the mental clouds of thoughts and feelings and emotional interpretations, and then the big weather fronts of old ideas and beliefs and, let's say, neuroses can come over, and then you won't see the sun for a few days. Yeah, At least sometimes with a cloud, you can just wait it out, and then it's going to move, and you'll get some sun. But that whole precariousness of something that's so essential is not based on that which is essential. It's based on your position. Your position, you become identified as a body that can be somewhere than where the sun seems to be. Or it can be blocked off from the sun because there's a whole lot of room between the sun and you. So one cloud can, can stop you from getting what you sorely need. But if you let go of this idea and realize you're on the sun side, yeah, you're on the sun side, you see the same clouds but from a different view. And the clouds don't have the ability to block you off from anything anymore. Because the ability isn't in the cloud, it's in where you're at, you know. Where, where you're seeing things from give everything all the meaning they have. Where you're seeing things from gives everything all the meaning it has. Yeah? And so listen, what, we dis- what we've come against and come about and fell into was this idea of, okay, many of us have a sense of disquiet, dissatisfaction, or a built-in urge to know, and yet every time we seem to get crippled in the pursuit of what we feel so noble about, or it just feels so authentic to want to just feel peace or be able to receive and give love. And yeah, it sounds like, why is it so freaking difficult? But because as soon as we set on a course to do that or to find that or to get it or to, or to get stabilized in it, we don't, we, we don't see that the first step is off. So it doesn't matter how many steps follow. You know, it's not because you haven't taken enough steps that you haven't landed in L.A. You, start, you, you believed you were in a different place than where you actually are. And that's why you haven't landed in L.A. And if you keep adding on more steps, it's actually going to compound the mistake. It's not going to finally correct it, and you're going to suddenly run into L.A. It doesn't matter how many. You can buy maps of 5,000-year-old 
Tibetan mats that you bought from a lama in fucking Nepal, and still, if you're not, don't know where you are, you'll be setting off and you'll be setting the wrong course because you're in Omaha. You're not in fucking Kansas. Yeah? This is the whole point. And what happens is it's rigged by the self-centered system to, to cross you up, to trip you at that first point. And therefore, it has no fear how many freaking steps you have, you go towards knowing God or how many retreats you do. It could care freaking less. There's no threat in it because it knows damn well you're stuck. Because you, as that statement says from that damn book we read the other day, and you know, it's said in so many different ways, and because someone else is here that I'd like to get it across to, sincerely, and whoever that something else knows there, that something else, someone else. And obviously, I don't know any of you. I just want to see how it triggers everybody. <laughs> this is it. Now, this is funny, you know. If this is stuff is from one master, two different devotees writing, and who had been with this master for many, many years. And a lot of other meetings you'll go to, there'll be a picture of this master as somehow this person who's sharing it has a lineage to this master. Yes. But in fact, if that master came over and saw what was going on, he'd probably rip his freaking picture off the table. So it says here, presupposing, this is from Ramana Maharshi, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. The presupposing is in place. The selfing is just reinforcing it. That's what selfing does. It reinforces the sense of being a self. All the thoughts are being used in a sense to do that because you believe they're yours or you're thinking them. Yes, well, they're about you. All the feelings are being used for the same purpose because they're held as yours. Everything that has feels like something precedes it, which is that sense of mine, and then you just add whatever it is, my money, my feelings, my thoughts, my body, my time, it doesn't matter. Can have, the my can, uh, can couple to anything you put after it. Yeah, The presupposing is at that my. The presupposing, right there, is the feeling that you're someone. Yeah, It's contrived. The someone you're feeling isn't what you are. So it says, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. <laughs> this is the first step a lot of us in the business of spirituality trip over. And that trip will be geometrically progressed and be shown in every other step. And we have people here who've done it for 30 years, some of us 40 years, some of us this years. And they have their own intimate experience of this simple statement. Yeah? Something was unseen, and then it has an influence every other step of being unseen. Every other one. Yeah? It's a simple thing. Very simple. But if it's not seen, it compounds into all your efforts. All your efforts. You know, you're never going to meditate yourself out of being the meditator. <laughs> You're not. You're never. You're not going to be. You're not going to do yourself out of being the doer. There's no freaking way. I don't care how noble you think the effort is or the action is, and maybe you wear robes and you have thousand-year-old mandalas there. The same format, the same mental format, 
is the template that's going everything over everything that you seem to be doing, you seem to be doing that. Yeah. It all is used to do exactly what this guy says, this guy called Ramana Maharshi. Presupposing the existence of a non existent thing, which is the self. Yeah. The that a thing, you being independent, having the attributes of consciousness not realizing that consciousness is moving through you like a camera shell, but you believe you're the, you're the seeing, you're the feeling, you're the tasting, you're the touching. No, all this does is facilitate all that. This, is not, this isn't seeing a damn thing. The body isn't seeing anything. The eyes facilitate seeing. Yeah? It sounds crazy, but it's so important because the simplicity, if missed, geometrically progresses into a lifelong practice and always reinforcing the practitioner. And then you write to the tri- you know the tri- triangle editorial thing, the Buddhist thing, and you know, I'm a meditation teacher, and, for all, and I've been teaching for 30 years, and I, this year all these old students of mine have been getting in touch with me and saying, you know, I've been meditating for 30 years, it seems like nothing's happened. Yes, exactly. What undermined all of, all of it? This, not you. The are you, yeah? Not you didn't do it right, no freaking way, or you didn't do it in the right location, no, and or you should have given up everything and become a monk. No, no, no. It's simply this: there was a presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary I. You have to start and try to do so through the above said four paths of yoga. And all right, oh, so now because there's new age little adjuncts, you think they're different? Let's say the 20, the 20 paths of new ageness. It's the same, same. It goes, it, this thing, it, this is like one thing, one size fits all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it doesn't matter how many different practices, it's the same practitioner. We bring the dilemma with us into the practice. The, you know? We, and then we want the practice to extinguish that, but we want to be there to get the extinguishment. Yeah? We want to be there to feel the salvation from the imaginary eye, as an imaginary eye. <laughs> so you have to start and try to do so through the above said four paths of yoga when your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the, the non-existent self <laughs> how can they destroy it What we are is prior to that. What we are is prior to the presupposing of an imaginary I. What we are is not of time. We don't have to build it in by doing a process. It's not a product of a process. It's, it's productless. It's processless. It's not of time. It's timeless. So the solution to this is not trying to remedy it after the fact, but realizing what's prior to it, which is what we are. We are prior to that presupposing of an ex- a self-existent imaginary thing. We are prior to that. 
We will never not be prior to it. We are not built after this thing is produced, or we're not a reaction after it's produced. We are the stateless state prior to it. That's where the rea- that's where the salvation lies. The salvation doesn't lie uh, from being saved. It's realizing you don't ever have to be saved. The the solution is always the real solution is always pr- prior to the problem. Never after the problem. It's prior to the problem. You may hear this this, this idea after the problem, but the solution is prior to the problem. You're not, if you hear this idea, and a lot of people in these type of meetings have run into this, and they probably can attest to the frustration of it. If you hear this idea after the problem, and you try to use this idea to do yourself out of that, it won't work. It will breed another kind of frustration, and you won't even be able to share it because you well, I'm supposed to not be a person, so I shouldn't have any frustration, and now you're ready to explode. You know, I've been at 800 of these talks. I've read every freaking book. I don't just see this dude. I see every person who comes here. You know, I thought if I got all the flavors somehow. But this thing keeps on keeping on. This simple thing keeps on keeping on. Presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. It does not come after you're super frustrated with that and then you get a a more subtle, more now a more refined because it's been bummed out non-existent thing. It's still non-existent. Yeah? Yet you are. You are. So again, how can they destroy it? To do any practice except self-inquiry the existence of the mind, the small selfing, is indispensable. To do any practice, you got to feel like you're doing the practice. Yeah, there's a feeling like you're going to do it. Yeah, but what happens? <laughs> how do you get around it? How are you like a great Zen master says? You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. See, this is the. It's like a Chinese thumb t- thing. You, you, you're not going to get out and finally figure it out because. Wait a minute. So you want me to do shit, but this dude from thousand years ago said, hey, you can't use activity to produce stillness because that would be activity. (laughs) Oh, how the hell can I get out of this? It's not going to let you wiggle out. That's the good news. And so hopefully you'll get exhausted with all of your mechanism and tentacles and antennas of how to figure things out and there'll be just a whoop and then you'll maybe you'll see yourself from square zero for the first freaking time instead of and then from there you'll see yourself being built in square three yeah. and then the game will look different instead of a pursuit of happiness it will be an expression of happiness yeah Instead of trying to become content and peaceful, you'll comprehend the word contentment and you'll understand peace. That it's not something you do or get. That it just is. It's a quality of mind. So, for how do I got to use this every time I go anywhere now? It gets me. It it primes the pump. (laughs) Like if this was the first day, everyone's face here would. But you've been listening to me for days, so I gotta find another priming. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I don't need to hear it, and all you don't need to hear it, but if you didn't need to hear it. So, <laughs> to try to destroy the the ego or whatever this I like it called the selfing, you know, by by a, by practices other than self inquiry, and just to go over, you've never heard of self inquiry. It's the simple idea of who am I? Yeah, in other words. There's an object that's taking itself to be the subject, and it's asking tons of questions about everything else out here. What we're going to do is take its little supposed subjectness and ask it, the subject, who am I? And just see what happens, yeah? And to me, I found that it's one of the best wrenches to throw into the works of selfing. <laughs> if I say, because it's beautiful, let's say as, a, as an example, there's worrying about next week. Now, the head... The pre the pre the presupposed existent being would be worrying would be concentrating on the worrying about next week. I shouldn't worry. Why is and use some affirmations or something like that. But the worrying about next week would be the target. But we're not. We don't give a damn about the worry or not worrying about next week. We're targeting who is it that's worrying about next week. Who am I that's worrying about Nancy? Well, I have other important things. No, no, all right. Who am I that's doing it? Who am I that's worried? Who am I that feels this thing? Yes? And so, of course, it's usually going to come up and rise up and go, me. Yeah. Because that's its real name. The unreal thing's real name is me. Yeah? So it'll go, me. And then you go, well, who is this me? Yeah, and put, keep the pressure on it just for like two minutes. Yeah, not even. 30 seconds. You'll be amazed what can happen. And then then suddenly you'll probably hear clunk, clunk and the, the, the machinery of selfing will grind to a halt and there'll be a pause and you know what? It will seem to have stopped but you haven't. And you'll get an inside look that it's not you because something will continue when it stops. To it, it believes it's indispensable. Yeah. But you'll see that it stops and you continue. The gig is up. Yeah. You've taken out. It's like when I used to go, I went to Turkey once. and um, It was an amazing place. We were down in Istanbul and we were walking around and this guy sort of became a volunteer uh, tour, tour guide. Seems like a very nice guy, very suave. They're very cool. I think they're they're cool people. And so he's taking us around the Blue Sophia and the Blue Mosque. And then suddenly he takes us to this r- a carpet place where they make carpets or sell carpets. You know, they're famous for their carpets. Yeah? And so as he, oh, yes, come in, come in. And then you never see him again. And there's these other guys that sort of look sort of like him. And they bring you in, and there's nice seats. There's a big room. And they, oh, do you want uh, Turkish coffee or some apple juice? And you order whatever you want. Sit down, sit down, sit down. And then other guys who you haven't seen come in with all these rugs. And they twirl them, and they start throwing them down. And they want to sell you rugs. Yeah. And they put on an unbelievable... They're like the, one of the best salespeople in the world. I mean, they are freaking good. And they're <laughs> swinging... And the light would be glistening off them. And, and, then, and then there's like 12 people. It's like a huge tag team match. This one guy never see it. Another guy comes out and floating on there. And it goes on for hours, you know. But he, I was there. And as they were going for hours... And it, I was, they was, you know, just incredible rugs. And I said... They said, well, what about you? And I said, well, this, I don't have a flaw. 
You know, I mean? I'm, I'm traveling around the world. I'm, I don't have a floor to put them. So I wasn't really tempted by all, no matter how good the advertising was. And they're going, well, we can fold it up and you can put it in your knapsack. I went, come on. I'm going to go to Thailand with a fucking jerky rug in my backpack. Give me a break. So, But, you know, you know what I mean? Because there, I had no floor, and that was very clear to me, because I know where to live. I was traveling around the world. <laughs> I had an immunity. We're trying to take the floor away. And we're not even trying to take it away. We're pointing out that it's not even there. It's a presupposing, an assumption, an inference that you, you're the floor of this life. And then that floor dictates your supposed needs and wants. Question the fucking floor. It's demanding stuff that you may never even need. It may be saying, if this doesn't happen, it's all over. Cons of pontifications, totally based, and the, and the interest in listening to it is totally based on the flaw. Yeah? That flaw, that presupposed non-existent sense of you. If that's, and it's not even need to be removed, it doesn't have to be killed, it doesn't have to be vanquished, it doesn't have to be subdued, it has to be realized that there is no one there. Then, what happens? Amazingly, you start ha demonstrating immunity to all the sales pitches. And don't believe your head is not a sales pitcher. It's constantly, constantly trying to convince you of something. Yeah? Or it's talking as you after you've been convinced. Yeah. Always. Your head is constantly trying to get your ear. You know, this isn't going to be a good day. You know, I know it's going to suck. Hey, listen, I saw the 4 p.m. cards you're going to be dealt at. You know, I'm fucking God. It's, don't, don't go. Just fucking stay home. You know? And then we believe it, and then we suffer the consequences. Seemingly as what? The presupposed self-existent I. There is no flaw. There never has been. So there's no need of removing of it. You don't have to get a spiritual construction company to remove it. You don't have to find the one person in the world who can remove flaws because there isn't any. There's no flaw. There's been a huge, huge businesses of spirituality built on the, the, the reality of that flaw. There ain't no flaw. So if you have that sense, someone can say, there's the newest form of turbocharged Buddhist meditation. You'll be, oh yeah, that's interesting, and have absolutely no interest in it. What happened where before you'd be signing up for that fucking day-long thing, $800, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ, the guy who's supposed to be presenting it, you only see him for like 20 minutes the whole day. They're having, everyone's going to have a group meditations for four hours. Why am I paying $800 to sit with you? You know what I mean? I thought I'd seen this guy. And then we go back and buy, why? The flaw, the flaw, the flaw, the flaw. It's not even there, bro. Look, if you need something to do, use who am I. Yeah? It's worked for me, I'll tell you, because I was introduced to it. I remember I took a flight to Australia. It's a pretty long flight, about 12-hour flight. And I was using that on the plane, and the whole plane... It was as if I was dropping. Nothing changed, but everything changed. It was like the, this whole room, nothing had to change, but like it dropped down 10 feet. I was just going into uh, like new, new, new frontiers of relaxation that could never be produced by 50 time massages. You know what I mean? It wasn't a body relaxation. It was a mind relaxation. Yeah. 
And then, what happens is, if you ask that question, right there where you think you are is what you are. That sense of being on isn't implying you, it's implying I am. And you can rest in that I am. And then more will will be revealed to that I am as that I am. Yeah? Then if you seem to go squirrely, and you believe it, then throw that wrench in again. Who is it that's going squirrely? You can stop it in its tracks. You don't have to pay a therapist. You can do it at your house, from the bathroom to the bedroom if you want. If you need a tool, just get one wrench, you know? Throw it in there, see what happens. And then what's left there when you seem to stop? What's there? What's always been there, yet never noticed? Yeah, You'll notice it when the narration stops. You'll notice it greatly. You'll see your original face, like they say in Zen, and there's no face at all. You'll see it. Yeah, You'll see from it. When you see from it, you see it, because it's everything, basically. Yeah, this, ha- this is it. And this is why we just pound it, because without this point, if you try to, if you try to set a course at, after the 50th step, all you can do is correct the other 49 steps first, yeah? But what would happen if you could just realize you are prior to it all? That nothing has ever happened. There's nothing that needs to be corrected. There's nothing that needs to be purified. What, what needs to be done is absolutely nothing. Yeah? It's just a recognition. And then let it become a habit. Yeah? Just let it become a habit. Fall back into it. Fall back into it. Fall back into it. And then you realize there's no falling back into it, really. That was just a dance you, you thought you were having. There'll just be, you never left, therefore you never need to go. Yeah? And there's true rest. And then you just follow through on whatever seat assignment you have, and that's that. No. You're not looking for anything because you're all there is. Yeah. And whatever whatever fair is offered to you as an action figure, you're grateful. You know, that's the seat assignment. You I noticed that you tend to be used quite a lot, you know, for other other ma- mass like more like a master choreography. Yeah. You'll see that oh, suddenly you'll run into someone out of the blue who you just thought about an hour ago you haven't seen in ten years. Yeah. Or for me, it's always like someone who's just got loaded the night before. The last person they want to run into is well, <laughs> me, and they run into me, and they oh, I'm not, you know they spin, but there's big AA backing <laughs> them. So you know what I mean? It happens so many times. You got you get to see, hey. This whole thing is choreographed. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing going on in a way. And if you're open to it, you'll be used. Yeah. And, and to me, that's like, I find the greatest joy of the, of the hose is when the water's moving through. It really is. You know? And that's sort of how I feel, even with the talks. I've always felt the spirit move through this. It was never moving through me. It was moving through this. Yeah, and no matter what I thought or I th- or felt or whatever angle I was seeing it from, from the presupposed reference point, it always surprises that. It always surprises it. It's so beyond measuring or comprehending by this little like uh, structured thing called the brain. It's just it's a marvel just to watch. Yeah. 
And then whatever you're drawn to. Like if I meditate now, it's mostly for the body, you know. I gotta. I have to sit down quietly so the body can re-regulate. Something happened, and you know, it's never like I'm not using it to go anywhere. It just all comes to be maintenance, you know. Some of the great spiritual tools are really based for the body. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> you're trying to regulate your blood pressure. <laughs> it's nothing to do with finding fucking anything. It's about regulating the seeming body. Because, like, this is the only Toyota you're going to have. <laughs> you know? Mine's... The brake pads are worn. <laughs> the joints are metal on metal. That's usually when you got to go into the garage. <laughs> so, really, all spiritual practices are for the body and the brain, really. <laughs> They're not for what you are. <laughs> you go into a temple because you're too in much in the abstract. It's all about centering yourself in the body, not going anywhere. This is the great retreat out here. <laughs> Kids or anything else. This is what's this is what's you know, there's nothing like questioning the floor when thirty little kids are tap dancing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Retreat, no leave wearing shoes, walking out. Kids, I, yeah, yeah, you want growth? Stay right where you are. <laughs> Temples are easy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so this message is a simple message. It just points to one thing. You know, there's one nail, it's not even a nail and one hammer and just bang it. Bang it. I don't give a damn if people want a technique or talk about something else. It's not the seed assignment. You know, you can go to therapy if you want. If you want to help, go to therapy. If you want nothing, come here. Maybe nothing will finally work for you or all the somethings haven't. I believe it will. I have total faith. If you're here, there's a reason for it. It's not a fucking happenstance. Part yeah. of the choreography. Yes, and the mind, I have faith in mind. It doesn't need a giant retreat. You don't have to have a huge intensive. All you need is an invitation and the mind will do the rest. It'll do the rest on its own time frame. Slowly, quickly, slowly, it doesn't matter. The dream, you'll dream yourself out of the dream of being a presuppo presupposed existent eye, and the dream will get happier. That's how it works. You'll travel lighter. A lot of times you won't really be able to appreciate it because the great gratitude is what's absent in your life. You don't know how good you got it. You may think you're in suffering now, but it could have been a whole lot worse. You know? You become the leaven agent. It doesn't change the geography of your life, but you'll travel lighter, whatever is set up for your little action figure story. That's the great joy. I found with that, really most people are calling that feeling of ease and comfort in their own skin and, and in the circumstance they're in, they're calling it this mythical idea of enlightenment. But if you just felt okay, it would be more than enough. Really, it really would. And it will breed itself. It will propagate itself. The contentment begets more contentment if you honor it. Yeah? It does. If you receive downloads, there will be more downloads. It's just that simple. Yeah? You don't have to have anything to give it away. All you have to do is be willing to give it away and you'll have it. Hmm.
we have this other thing here, another devotee of Ravan Maharshi who says the same thing. It's almost the same thing, just to pound it away. Yeah, we read it yesterday. I'm going to do it again because I enjoy hearing it. This stuff triggered me so much, and it still does. That's the beautiful thing, you know. There's maybe about 25 things I've heard in this life that have had a lasting triggering. Every time I read it or just go over it, it just uh, it just just springs a giant spaciousness, you know. It has so much scent feltness for me because it really, really captured it for him. And it says here, simply stated, it's beautiful. The problem is that there is a perception that there is an individual self which wants to extinguish itself so that the state of realization will be revealed. But anything which this individual self tries to do to eliminate itself merely prolongs its own existence this is the dilemma almost every one of us have, has tripped over if you have any pursuit of any spirituality you run into this over and over and over again yeah why go anywhere else because it's not going to be corrected afterwards it's corrected by seeing from what's before it yeah and you see what's from before it you look from what's after it but you see from what's before it, yeah? Self-centeredness is a point of view that looks all day after this fact. Seeing is before that fact. So you can see this that he's talking about instead of looking from its effects afterwards. It's a simple little, not even a move, because you're basically seemingly at both places, yeah? why not just allow the possibility to let it shift prior and see what happens from there see if a lot of your seeking gets soothed and chilled out see all the importance you put on so many things was inappropriate let's say and all that interest and attention will come back to the source and will enrich you instead of being Invested with the hopes that it will enrich you bigger later, it will enrich you now. Maybe in small little ways, maybe in big ways, it won't matter because there'll be an enriching going on. Yeah? It's like your soil will be, will be turned over all the time. So. And this is a bugaboo once again. But anything. Oh, here it is. If one sees spiritual practice as something that one does to attain realization, then there is no solution to this problem. Can you read that again? Yes. If one sees spiritual practice as something that one does to attain realization, then there is no solution to this problem. The problem of that presupposed I being reinforced as you try to get out of the presupposed I. Yeah? You see? Our efforts to get out are actually reinforcing the sense we're in. 
when this was revealed, it was like a real drag. <laughs> because I had a lot invested in all the practices and hours I spent. And I thought I was a pretty good spiritual seeker. When I don't ever really want to find anything, but I was damn good seeking. And this was like, this was happened all at once to me. And it was like someone pulled my spiritual pants down. <laughs> I, I couldn't pull them back up quick enough. So I got caught naked, really. And somehow something stopped me from pulling them up, and I started walking around naked, and I saw the big foot of impending doom didn't step on me, and I didn't get cursed for not doing it anymore. And then people would say, you know, a teacher's coming in town. I'd say, well, have a good time. I'd let him go by. And, I didn't. and then it was all fine, as it always has been, without doing anything. I wasn't crucified or punished or demerit or exiled from heaven or anything. No. It was fine. And now my spiritual practice is incredible. I read Yankee blogs. I go to thrift stores. Have lattes. <laughs> Basically, that's it. <laughs> Before I had surfing and hiking there, I can't do that now. So that's basically it the whole day. Walk into different situations. You just hold the space. And then oh, you're so wonderful, Paul. I have nothing to do with it. Oh, I hate you, Paul. I have nothing to do with it. You see people doing their dances. and I'm, do, 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 do. It's great. It's a great show. It really is. <laughs> Your name never appears on the credits. It's great. <laughs> like an anonymous cameo in everyone's movies. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's just whatever. A little prop there. Can we go have a latte? <laughs> so, if one sees spiritual power, oh, we did that right. <laughs> there is no solution because the whole problem, here we go again. If you want to have the answer, this is it. You don't have to pay for it, you don't have to go on a long retreat. All you need to do is see this, and if it feels like it's true, yeah. Just sit with it. And I'll tell you, the mind may just take a proverbial step back into before. And what seems like, oh, I, because after it's like, fuck, I wasted 30 years and this and that. But before, everything's fine. You know, it's perfect, just as it is. Yeah. So there is, so there is the, no solution. Be, oh, yes. So there is no solution because the whole problem stems from the totally false assumption that's it. this individual self has a real existence. Now, this is two different guys who were with Ramana a long, long time in two different books. This isn't from America. This is India. This was made, produced in India, and I brought it home, both of them. Yet, they, they constantly talk about the most primal part of his teaching is just that. Yeah? Just recognizing that this is the trick of the mental state. It presupposes that you were there before anything happens. It's produced by something happening, but the production has a historical feeling that it was before. It's a sense of self. You have a sense, a feeling, a vague, a vagueness that you're the doer of every action that is witness coming out of this body. You have a vague sense that you're the feeler of all the feelings. You have a vague, sometimes a very strong sense that you're the thinker of the thoughts. As if that's why, you know... 
you believe, in some sense, you're so guilty because you believe you're doing the thoughts and you can't believe the thoughts you're doing in <laughs> a lot of people, you know? I mean, that's what happens with people who live a certain weird outdoor, outer, like, righteous life and they usually have a lot of perversity going on underneath the belly. They can't escape from the dualistic expression here. Yeah, so something they want to look righteous, but they're having devious motherfucking thoughts, <laughs> and of course they're believing they're having them. You know, so I gotta hide these, and then <laughs> it blows up. Yes, but if they're not your thoughts, are you beholden to them? Even here, the only place you get beholden to thoughts here is when actions have been coupled with them. When you do what's being thought about. Then people, like, I can have thoughts about, I don't like my girlfriend, I don't like my girlfriend. If I don't say them, nothing really happens here. No one holds me to them. But if I say it once to her, she'll never fucking forget it. Yeah? As soon as I coupled that thought, you know, I'd really like to tell her off, and then I do it, then now, in her view, I'm beholden to that thought. Yeah? Now I own it. This is the point right here where there's no ownership yet. Yeah. If the thoughts just come, they will go. But if they seem to provoke an action, then they find a long-living life. This is what the urge of the selfing is. It wants you to believe it so that there's an acting out. Yeah? Because it can convince the apparatus to act out on the thought, then they're truly your thoughts. Yeah? You're going to get whacked. Even when you may have a spiritual awakening, the courts won't. Yeah, the girlfriend won't forget. The girlfriend will not forget that you said you hated her. No freaking way. Yeah. So here's the point to give up the sense of ownership, not after the fact. Yeah, before any facts. And this is the immunity of not being in the floor provides. If you're not the floor, I don't give a damn how good the rug salesman is. You're not buying a rug. I don't give a shit how good the alcoholic thoughts are on not having a drink. I don't care if it says, oh, it would be wonderful to have sex with five people on cocaine. I don't give a fucking damn. Yeah? There's, these are like planes. There's no tarmac for them to land. You, you, you want to say, I hate these planes, get rid of planes. They're only attracted to the tarmac. The moths are only attracted to the light. If you turn the light off, the moths go away. Yeah? You're the gravitational pull. You're what's keeping everything around you. They're not, that's not the natural movement. Their movement is the come and go. But we suck them into the orbit. And then the memories lock us into that orbit. Yeah? Now, and I'll tell you, the researchers say now, when you remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. You never go back to the event because really, where is the event? Totally encased in the mental state. Our attention, like a poor fly stuck in a cup, is got stuck in this one consciousness gate. We forgot. Some people don't smell fucking anything all day. Some people never hug another human being for the whole day. You know? 
Some people, all they're hearing is their thoughts. They're not hearing the sounds of the birds or anything like that or feeling the wind. They just, it's, everything's overrided by a preoccupation with the head space. It's like all our, all the gates, or the, they don't even open anymore. They're fucking just all, ru- the hinges are all rusty. We don't, know the, we don't know what it's like to be alive anymore. We have to do a big shot of something or some, something that seems to be bad, like having sex with someone else's wife, or somehow to feel like we're a freaking live. What happened? We've been sucked up. Our interest and attention has been sucked up where the floor is, floor is manufactured and maintained and becomes the fucking whole building. Tell me if it isn't true. It's true. People are reacting today to yesterday or tomorrow all the time. Most of our concerns we're in are not based or built in from here. They're based and built from a mental state. We're basically living, skating, you know, getting thrown on this ice of a a mental interpretation, sliding from the back and sliding to the future right over the moment. Some of us are going to be sorely disappointed. We're getting older. How long can we wait for it to finally arrive? We're tired of doing shit to produce it. I don't want to go on a fourteen, you know, fourteen-hour retreat, hour retreat every day for three weeks, sitting on my fucking arthritic ass, <laughs> my arthritic knees, and feeling I should be in a full lotus. I can't even sit half lotus anymore. <laughs> that totally disqualifies me from the kingdom of heaven. Yep. A bad knee. I mean, I can't do Bikram yoga because my foot's deformed. I get what the hell? I can't. How can I wear bicycle outfits? Like a fucking my giant balloon on my leg. You know, I'm exempt. I can't do myself into the kingdom of heaven. There is a solution. From the solution's point of view, there is no real problem. It's purely a mental activity. You feel like you've been branded. You think you're going to get branded, but you've never been branded. You've never been tattooed. The mind is like open sky. Bigger mind. Tons of shit happens in it, but nothing leaves a lasting effect on it. That's what our mind is like. Your mind is just as clear and pristine as when you seemingly were a kid. Same, same. All of all the memories pasted on it, all the scars of, of frustrated love and this and that, none of them caught. None of them left one mark on it. Not at all. They make a lot of marks on the floor. A lot of grooves, a lot of scuffs. Oh, that's when I got my heart broken. But not in the sky. No freaking way. You're absolved from all your imaginary sins. Right now. The court case is you're released. That's the decision every second of every day. You're released. You're released. You're released. You're released. Every time you go in, you're released. The the verdict never changes. Never freaking changes. You don't go on probation or parole or if you work hard, this may happen. No. There's, you are released, 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 released. It wasn't one day 20 years ago, it's now. Yeah? There's two propositions being offered the one that you never hear and the one you're hearing all the time. 
Go with the one you never hear. That's you. How are you? Good. Yeah? Yeah, thank you. I feel like I'm a museum piece. Coming in. Yes, I should be on a little pedestal. This is an urn from from uh, ancient Long Island, New York. It was cured in the in the Catholic schools of Rockville Center. <laughs> Have you heard this about us? Oh, you haven't. All right. Well. We're going to have another talk soon after this, and then we'll introduce it again, because it's a little difficult to present it. Um, but I'll present it very simply to you. They've heard this list, they've heard this sentence now many, many times. Okay? This is basically what we're putting out. All right? You ready? Mm-hmm. Presupposing. <laughs> presupposing mm-hmm. the existence of a non-existent thing. And then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. Yeah? This is the dilemma most of us are in. That's what we're saying here. So there's a feeling of being you, yes? You have a sense of being you, don't you? Mm -hmm. So when thoughts are noticed, isn't there a feeling that maybe they're yours, or you're thinking them, or they're about you? Yeah. Yeah, and when when you have a feeling, there's a feeling that you're the one who's having the feeling. Yeah, and in an action you feel like you may be the one who's doing the action, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is where, if what we're talking about is this sense of being bonded to some idea called the self, right? The feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Sort of like, you're not much, but you're all that you can think about, <laughs> that type of thing. That idea of the bondage of self is exactly what that is saying. Presupposing, yeah? the existence of a non-existent you. So maybe the idea of you may not actually be what you are. It may be an idea of you. Yeah? And that idea of you presupposes that it's the one who's thinking, it's the one who's feeling, it's the one who's smelling, it's the one who's tasting, it's the one who's touching. Yes? It presupposes it's the author of many things it doesn't have any authoring to do about. Yeah? So this is sort of the dilemma that we speak about. You just go to that one point and stay on that one point. Because what happens if you don't stay on that one point, this little mistake, in a sense, or miscalibration, will follow you wherever you go. So in this case, we're talking about spiritual practices. So when we enter the spiritual practices with this idea that we're going to do ourselves into some other condition, yes? The condition we're really doing ourselves into more and more is the being the doer, yeah? Being the thinker, being the feeler, being the haver. Even with the belief that, all right, now I'm, I'm, now I'm the thinker of less thinking. I'm the doer of less doing. Or I'm the doer of more, more noble doing. Or I'm the doer of tons of meditation, yes? But there's still the sense of being the doer. That's where the bondage lies, Yeah? that feeling of being you may be suspect. So that's what we've been talking about. So now, are you up to speed? Hop into the, hop into the flow, baby. All right, all right. Because, see, that water that may be thinking is sitting there, and this is the river, we're throwing you in. So now we're all rivering. 
Because when you take a little bit of water out of a river, is it the river? If you take a little water out of the water, can it really be described? Because it's not rivering, is it? It's not moving. Even though it's water. Yes, trapped. Yeah. It's not, it's not really. So what happens is when we take the water out of the river, something's left behind, the real essence of the river, which is rivering. It's moving, yes? It's flowing. Now it isn't. So here we are as a verb. The mental state is attempting to state that we're a noun. It'll give us, it'll begrudgingly admit the fact that we're water, but it doesn't, it wants to tell us that we're apart from that flow. Yes? You know? So it gets to know us as a solid stationary thing, but it moves, it loses the sense of the spirit, which is the verbing. You know? This whole thing is being, isn't it? It's being. It's a verb. Just like river is rivering, in a sense. We, the mental state, wants to take you and make you a noun. Yeah? It wants to make you the one that things are happening to or happening from. But the whole love of this place, the whole feeling of contentment and peace, com- peace comes from flowing with things. So the difference between life is happening and life is happening to me is everything. Yeah? So when you're obsessed or identified as a long-lasting independent entity, life seems like it's happening to you. When you're not, life is happening. It's a much nicer way to go. It's as simple as that. And I mean, that means that, ca- that categorizes everything, yes? Everything will be seen as happening to you, and, or everything can be seen as happening. There are two options. And they're not something that happens one day, let's say 1993, and you chose one, and that's the end of it. They're being presented right now at the same time. The mental state is going, hey, hey, you, hey, you, you know? And the other thing is silence, yeah? Your inherent nature is silent, and the other the thing is yapping. They're both, there's, they're both offering. One's offering, the other's offering something. One's completely offering at all times, which is the great reliability. The other is produced. It has many, many gaps. When you're doing something you love, you'll lose the sense of self like that. When I used to, when I go into the ocean and surf, I'm not busily remembering me out there. I'm engaged in living. Yeah, it's an experience. So there's the sense I'm freed from the bondage of self. Now a lot of people who have these experiences, or they get a, they get a, a reprieve from self, they start crediting the thing they did. But then what happens if you get injured? You can't go into the water. You're now going to sorely suffer for the inability to go in the water, you have to realize you're the joy that gets triggered by doing that activity. The activity isn't producing the joy. It's just, it's triggering it in you. You are the source of the joy. So then when the trigger is stopped, there'll be another trigger. Yes? Another passion will show up. Instead of being addicted to what you think is doing it, yeah, you realize you are it. This is different. It's the way of traveling. And that's the whole point. Right now, this is the day. Yeah? Your head is offering you an idea of what's going on. You've just walked into a, a totally different space than you were in before. Yeah? Yes. A little uncomfortable, yes? Yes. Sitting in the front. Yes. Yeah, yeah I understand. You feel like a fish out of the water. Yes, I know, I know. 
you know, I get, I feel for you, honey. But then, you know, just get here on time next time. <laughs> so, uh, it'll be e- it'll be easier for you and everyone else. No, no. <laughs> we now no one ever gets left behind. Baby. You're in. You're in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I lost where I was just then. Thank God. Oh, <laughs> I'm in the river. Yes, I'm in the river. But you see, the idea, the mental state will always, always. It's yapping incredibly, but it has to be produced by time. Yeah, in time. So there are many, many gaps during the day. Now, what happens when the gap occurs, it will run over it like a speed bump and just get you on your merry interpretive way. Yeah? But if you pay attention to it, you'll see there's huge gaps in its story. Yeah? And then, hopefully, what, when you stop buying that interpretation, what you fall back into is that silence. That silence is always there. It's like two gunslingers. The sense of self, you know, this feeling of being a someone, gets produced, supposedly, they say, in 500th of a second. There's almost no pra- pra- practice you could do that could beat that thing. Yeah? So when you sit down to meditate, the sense of being a meditator is already there. Before you're in the first 30 seconds of your meditation, the sense of being the meditator is already in place. Bring on hours and hours and hours of it, it all it does is embellish it. Yeah? It doesn't put it out. It all just more and more embellishes it. Yeah? And even if the meditation produces a sense of total absence, when it arises again, the selfing, it will claim that. That's what it does. It will claim that. It will claim its own absence as an experience it had. You see it with epiphanies. People have these events called epiphanies, and in a way, Epiphany is a long, a long uh, interlude where you've been intervened on. The linear story has been interrupted, and there's that space. Yeah, what happens when an, in- an epiphany usually ends? It usually coincides with the idea: I just had an incredible epiphany. <laughs> as soon as the claiming occurs, the epiphany seems to stop. Does it? I remember one I had. It was amazing. Went on for a while, while. And then I heard a voice that seemed like it was behind a rock, and I didn't recognize who the voice was. And then it started to it started to seem like it was creeping closer to me, and it was talking to me, talking to me. I didn't recognize it yet. Then it started to sound like me, yeah. And then, it's, then it it hit a point where it changed. It was talking to me, talking to me, talking, and then suddenly it was talking as me. And then the sense of self, wow, the the uh, let's say the drapery came over me again. Yeah. Now I was still getting a lot of hits of the beauty. You know, you'd be walking through the jungle, and I'll, you know, it'd be a, a a little thing of water on a leaf, and it was like a fucking you know, like Pluto or something. And just, I'm walking around. The beauty was stayed for quite a while, but the the you know, like the uh, the the thief already got in there. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, the epiphany now was mine, and I was and thank God someone was there, so I had a witness to it. Oh man, and I got home to my house, and I had the spiritual mantle, and I cleared it, and I put this giant event in Bali up there. Look at everyone, come, come, we're gonna have a meditation in my house. Let me tell you about the epiphany in Bali. There, there I was at the waterfall. <laughs> but what you are. The gunslinger of what you are is timeless. 
it's never going to be outdrawn by selfing. Yeah? The, the invitation of the mental state is always interrupted by what you are. The other offer is always available right where you are with no requirement necessary to receive it. It's offering at all times and it can never be beat by the selfing because its gun is always out. It's not of time. I don't care how fast the selfing is. I don't fa- care how fast the memories kick in. That which you are is never going to be beaten by it. You are established in timelessness. You seem to be appearing in time, but you are established in timelessness. I know it. I've seen You know, you can feel it. That sense of pause you have in, in events in your life where there's something you did that you've always done and suddenly something stops it, that's you showing up, finally. That's you showing up to this life before the mental you is produced. And then your life can change. I swear to God, a pause can change your whole life. Yeah? That's you finally showing up. You'll become familiar with it. And then you'll see the advertising instead of looking from it. Yeah? You'll see it. You'll see selfing offering its, its interpretation of life to you all day. You'll see it. And if you see it, how can you be that? Yeah. You'll get established there. If you forget, use who am I. If you don't forget, rest in the being. Have a good day. Any day. We'll stop, we'll stop now, eh? And we're going to have a talk, another talk. We're going to take a little break. Is that right? I'm going to have you sit here. <laughs> you're my guest. You're my guest person. You're gonna share? No, he didn't tell you. <laughs> oh yeah! All these people are here to see you. <laughs> no. Welcome. It's happy. I'm happy to see you. And yeah, we'll take a little break. Yes, is that all right? Yes. And then get something to eat or to drink. What time is it now? Well, it's like 20 after, 25 after 2. So 25 after 2, so 3.30? 3.30. Is that good? Hour break. I like long breaks. Yeah. <laughs> From you. <laughs> I do. I have... Oh, yeah, we have books. I brought the books finally, so... Uh, we have a book out. We've had it out for a while. And some shirts. They're right out here. On that, There's a bench there. So help yourself. You're bringing a medium. What? You're bringing and the medium. next time I come, I'll get some medium shirts here. Yeah, this is just... We, this is like a, a multi-dimensional thing. We have a little boutique. Books, shirts. I do some foot massages later. I gotta make, you know, I gotta make ends meet. You know, the talks aren't sufficient. I gotta like have a little cottage industry now. I'm so happy to see you. Nice to meet you. We'll be here. Yes. I have to actually have to leave. So, brother, it's good to see you, man. Thank you for coming by. Oh, my pleasure. I'll be back for the next one. All right. Good. So, good. Yeah. I'll get you shirts. Okay. I'll bring you. This is mine.
I'll get it. Keep asking me. You always say that. No, I will. I will. I just have to. Email. Shoot you an email. What? Shoot you an email. Shoot me an email right. and what? And tell me the colors you want. Okay, cool. Because I am going to put a new order in soon. Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Different. Right. Uh, we have a new design. So. so great. Good. Yeah, good. it's nice. Good talk, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I, I keep I keep going back to the thing with questions. <laughs> What's thinking? Yeah, that's that's that like I've heard you say that a thousand times now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of hits me. Good, good. Well, use it. It's so helpful. Yeah. If you feel like you're going off the rails, you never are. But if you feel like it, if you feel like it's like the emergency brake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I? Yeah. 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 It does because the same thing is held differently, and then it fits in a different little hole in that. Yeah, yeah. I had, I, I had this huge event, like you said, back in 2011. It was one of those five days of that goals. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you claim it again. And I had this wonderful experience. Yeah. I was just telling my girlfriend about the other night about it the other day. I had this wonderful instead of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You claim it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, but you don't. The head does. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's, a claimed one is better than nothing. Yeah? You know, seriously. At least it hasn't totally pissed on that. Yeah, you yeah. still have it. Yeah, yeah. It can be a nice reminder of a possibility because sometimes it can get bleak here. People that weather front sets up and it's nice to remember, hey, I've actually experienced it or been there when it's been totally different. So... That's it. You know what I mean? So I, I, have, I have a real sense of heaven. Like, the moralist is so much less. Kind of pieces fall away of things that are like, like yeah. if you start recognizing everything as false, just as an interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's gone, and that's gone, and that's gone. I have, this, I have a handful that still get there. Yeah, yeah. And they'll wet week or two. And really, it's more of this goes like that. Yeah. They're just what they are because they're not really you're giving you meaning. Yeah, yeah. And then this does it. And that's, you know. I have faith in mind. I've seen this for years. I, uh, you know, I'm aware of what it can do. So, yeah, and all what's happening with you happens a lot. And it's just, just you know, you're on an operating table. Don't get up. Don't play doctor. And everything's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're in good people, hands. People tell me now, it's like, shit doesn't seem to bother you at all. Exactly. <laughs> just let, just let it continue uninterrupted. I mean, don't, you don't have to claim it. It's, you'll be, there's more juice in being it than claiming it. See? Claiming it, you think you extend its life, but it's dead. When you're being it, its life seems very short, but it's supercharged. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And when, when it goes, it leaves no mark, and then you get the emptiness of space. And that's a really nice space. Yes, yeah. But the other thing of claiming, it clutters everything. Because now you're, you're trying to extend the life of a story. Yeah? But you're stuck with the, you know, where to put all the books, you know? Where to store the fucking thing. And then you become a storage unit. Yeah? Yeah? With a big name on the front, but fucking just reams and reams of bullshit. And no windows are open. It's very fucking musty. It sucks. sucks. <laughs> this is like having an empty building. The windows are open and it's circulating. Yeah. So you feel much more airy. It's not great to go to cafe. You don't got much to say a lot of times. You know what I mean? You're not going to be a mover, a shaker in the, uh, in, in the social scene, maybe, because you don't really have you know, much to say. But uh, it's, you just travel a lot lighter. I'd rather go that way. You know what I mean? I would. Wouldn't it be nice if you, could be, you can sense the, 
the substantiality something slowly disappear and be there to witness it it's sort of cool as hell when you dream yourself out of the dream of substantiality and go back into what you are yeah if it doesn't happen all of a sudden it doesn't really provoke much anxiety and fear from the skin snake the snake skin side you know the snake is going and the skin realizes it realizes it it is a negation it's all negation because the thing is if you go if you get if you objectify what you want as what is you've missed it right there but when you're doing that you're subjectifying what you ain't you're claiming this is what you are so it's negating this, and then let that let what's affirming affirm. It's going to affirm itself, yeah. And maybe a very quiet, very subdued, or maybe an incredible grand scale. But by your affirming this, you're, in a way you're you're lending a bly eye and ear to that. Yeah? So just negate the sense of being you. And then you'll find out what you are, because you can't there. know it. You've got to find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's already there. Shows up. Exactly, because it's always been there. It's just that. It's, so it's always a negation. If you want to look at any any direction in quote unquote spirituality, the, the best direction is negation. It's not like oh, we are that lo- all loving space. And then, you know, we are going to merge into that. And that. That's not working. One of my favorite, oh, ones, one of my favorite ones that stays in my head is when I get really wrapped up in a, in a story or whatever. It's not, it's just, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of catch myself and go, not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? That's what that great master said. The, the Japanese guys, he would just say, just yell out, not to. Not to. Yeah, yeah. Not to. See, this is a this is a dualistic expression. Yes. Yeah. So the the dualistic expression is. Oh, not to. Not to T W. Yes. So not to. So this is a dualistic dream. Dualism. Yes. Based on the dualism, which is subject object, us two. Yes. So he's an object to me as a subject, and at the same time, I'm an object to him as a subject. Yes. And then from there, everything else that we're perceiving is dualistically split. Yeah. So it's yes, no, hot, cold, close, far. Yes, and then degrees. All these things are added onto it that make this movie. So if you look like at a mud puddle, it's just like a lake, basically. Same thing, but the degrees. One is huge, and the other's there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So all this stuff. So the. So basically, the two-ness, and we, we're thinking we're a body, but we're representing two-ness. We're more, more the experience of subject-object than we are a body. Yeah? We're ident- the mind identifies with the body, but what it's, what it's really identified as is subject-object. Yes? So two-ness. So the two-ness wants to get into the oneness as a mythical fucking idea that it would get great relief for the two-ness if it could only get into the oneness but two don't fit in one <laughs> see that's the point so if you if you can see you're not two you may find out what you you know you're quote unquote one I don't like the word one anyway you know what I mean so if you see that you're not two what's the fail safe the fault mechanism you'll fall back into oneness 
do any outreach mm-hmm. in the yeah. community. Once you, the false two-ness is just that. All there is is oneness, so let's say. Like so it, like the two-ness trying to get into oneness doesn't work, but seeing you're not the two-ness, that's oneness. Yeah, that's what negation is. The whole mood of negation is just that. You negate the false two-ness, and you find out one is one exactly, exactly. What's not even what's always been there is all there is. It was a exactly, and but see, a lot of things are attempting to affirm conceptually, like the oneness. All there is is love. Yeah, but how you're hearing it and how you're grokking it and how you're going to move towards it is as tunis, as an example of tunis. So now love is objectified and you're the subject and you think love is something, yeah? Or like in Buddhism they call the void. It sounds like the void. Where is it on Mellon Avenue? The void. Oh, I've been to a club called the void. You know, it's like I'm, I'm as a subject going to get to this object called the void. The void is void jet void of all objects, of all objectivity, you see? But so the point is the it's the denial of the subject objectness of our mind. Yeah. It's the denial of that and then in, and not a denial, a mental denial, like a, a like a very, very clear denial of not two. And then what's so is so. And then you may want to call that one, but you don't travel to one from two, you negate the two, and there's the one. You see the movement? It's a very it's a very defined movement. And if you listen to a lot of scriptures, you'll hear it in some of them. You'll hear it very, very clearly. Hmm? Yeah, you'll hear it. You'll hear it like the seeker is the sort. You know all these things, or like in the one Zen master says, you know, you don't have to seek the truth. Just stop cherishing your opinions, because your opinions are a product of tunis. Yes. So, and then you have a concept of the truth, but that's objectified. So fuck it, don't look for the truth. Just cher- stop cherishing your own opinions. You see, when the tunis gets uninterested or disinterested in things, dawn, <laughs> dawn. That's <laughs> yeah. happening to you, bro. Let me get out of here. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring me that meeting. I'll bring you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll bring you a blue jersey. Oh, don't give me that. No, no. <laughs> That wasn't the right thing. If it's, if it's burnt, you can send me the ash. Yeah, but I and send send me the video of it being burnt. Okay. I want to both. I was going to come yesterday, but I wanted to go to the game. That was a, a slugfest. Though. No, it was with uh, with good players on the mound too. With yeah. Archer and Bryce. Really? And it turned into uh, there were nine runs. In the yeah, yeah. Those guys are fucking murderous roads. Right? It's going to be different. They were terrible yesterday.